0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. For over 100 years, Trico has been the leader in innovation and ingenuity for everything wiper blades. Trico was the first to mass produce wiper blades, and they have received numerous awards from vehicle manufacturers who trust Trico to put the best product on their vehicles. One of their products, Trico Neoformed, is designed to match your vehicle's exact connection. That means no guessing, no hassle, and no confusion while installing your blades. Not only are they easy to install, but they are high-quality beam blades built to beat any type of weather. Trico Ultra Wiper Blades are American-made, premium beam wiper blades that shine in any weather. These wiper blades also feature a unique design that converts wind force into extra pressure, allowing for maximum windshield contact. Go to wipers123.com and use promo code MIGHTY, M-I-G-H-T-Y at checkout to receive $10 off your next order of $40 or more. These wiper blades can be found online at wipers 123.com Use promo code mighty at checkout And receive $10 off your next Order of 40 or more Fine dining The search for the most mediocre Restaurant in America is a podcast Where comedian Michael Ornellis is traveling the country Eating at all chain restaurants in search Of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining Experience the objective Middle threshold of where bad Becomes good Enter by May 1st and the winner will be Announced on the May 8th episode Disclaimer, $50 will be provided For transportation along with a $200 Applebee Gift card. I love doing those fast Read disclaimer things. Go give Fine Dining a listen. The search for the most Mediocre restaurant in America What's up shitheads? Welcome back to Another episode of High and Mighty It's me, your boy the number one fuck boy! The number one fuck boy. All you gotta do is trust me. Standing six foot two, two hundred and eighty-five pounds, hailing out of Long Island, New York. He's
1: the number one fuck boy,
0: Johnny G! Not joining me in the High and Mighty Studios this round is Arthur Gabris. He's distracted by my wife's current snacks. But joining me in the High and Mighty studio for the first time, I've been a longtime fan of this guy. uh, We did a comedy bang-bang at Outside Lands together maybe five years ago, but we're back. This is the reunion no one asked for from Dad's The Podcast, (laughs) from Pen Pals, we got Rory Scovel.
1: Oh, shit. (laughs) That's some goddamn monster energy drink. There it is right there,
0: man. Sign of the devil, brother. Uh, When
1: did, with with fuck boy, when did boy become B.O.I.?
0: I'm not when did, sure. When
1: did w- everyone, and we've all decided that's just what it is now. And I type it, and I don't even know. I'm like, I bet I'm just typing something I don't even know what I'm Yeah, typing. I bet you this
0: is like weirdly <laughs> offensive or I'm like culturally appropriating something. I mean, definitely Yeah. The first, yeah. The first time I ever saw it was Big Boy from Ascat. Uh, from Ascat. From Outcast, <laughs> From Ask, yeah. Uh, I just came up to an improv with Big Boy.
1: Andre 3000 <laughs> and I took foundations together. <laughs> Me, Besser, <laughs> Andre three thousand,
0: <laughs> holy shit! Yeah, we do say be, I, and I don't know. I started calling myself the fuck boy as a joke in like episode eight of this, and now I'm on like episode two hundred something, and,
1: and I. It's the best. I'm tired into it. It's the best because also, I don't even know, I, I, I don't know that anyone even knows what it means.
0: <laughs> I, a long time ago, I had Cypher Sounds on my podcast and I called myself a fuck boy. He's like, you know, that's the guy in prison who fucks everybody, right? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. and,
1: oh, and then cool. You, even cooler. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, all
0: right. And then I, but now it's like used for just like, it's like a douchebag or like a, a male right. asshole or, of some sort. I don't fully yeah. understand.
1: I love it. I love uh, it.
0: I Thank you. I'd like to do that at intro because now, no matter what you do, you're not going to feel like you were embarrassed yourself on this podcast at all. (laughs) No matter what
1: you do, you can't be the number one fuckboy. You can't be the worst, (laughs)
0: most annoying person on this episode. (laughs) By me being such an awful host of a podcast, I make all my guests look good. (laughs) I love it. Uh, God damn it. Rory, thank you for doing this, man. I'm pumped.
1: Thanks for having me on. I uh, I have nothing but time. (laughs) and I need connections in so many ways. I need to feel people. I need to see people. I need to talk to people. This is my, I'm horny for friendship and I'm like,
0: I am, I am backed up on episodes of my podcast, but anytime someone's like, hey, you want to? I'm like, yes, I would love to talk to someone that isn't my wife for one hour. <laughs> I don't care. You have no questions about what we're eating for yeah. dinner tonight? Then let's fucking talk, Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's just, uh, you don't know when you're going to get on a stage again. You don't know what that stage is going to be. It's like <laughs> this, the, like doing anything live in terms of like, if anyone does like a live Zoom thing, not stand up. But like a live Zoom, uh, you know, we do our our podcast live sometimes. Or if you do uh, uh, like an Instagram live with somebody, I walk away from those so fulfilled. I'm like,
0: oh, I'm not getting this drug I used (laughs) to get. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make a fucking neighbor crack up like while I'm outside walking past (laughs) them. And I'll live off that juice for an. I'll be like, I crushed the driveway this afternoon. You know what it is?
1: It's my wife and I are watching that show alone, and Dude, you see hold. when they catch one fish and they're like, I'm going to get to eat for a week. That's our comedy now. <laughs> Holy shit, Rory!
0: I'm addicted to Alone. I'm yeah. absolutely. I watched season six on Netflix and then went yeah. back and watched one through five, and now I'm halfway through seven. I'm it's obsessed with that show. Oh, I
1: didn't know. Se- I, didn't, I didn't know seven was even an option.
0: Yeah, it's out now You're on in the deep. History Channel. Uh, Dude, yeah. you're <laughs> off menu.
1: You're off I menu of.
0: Like <laughs> s- I set up. I bought it on iTunes because I watched seasons one and two on History.com with yeah. commercials in browser.
1: <laughs> Dude, forever ago, Madrigal was like, "You got to see this show alone." My wife and I watched it. This is like five years ago or something. We put it up on on demand. Was the way to like get access to it. And it was like, <laughs> he's like, "It's on the History Channel." It's weird that it's on the History Channel. We were obsessed. With, I told people, I was like, "This is the greatest reality contest show." anyone has ever done. I was like, you learn, and all you do is feel shitty about how dumb you are as a person who definitely will not survive in the wild. You want to know what they know, but you know you
0: will never know it. (laughs) Watching a guy cry over, like you said, one single fish that he's been dying to get for like eight days really puts in perspective when you're adding to cart on Postmates. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I'll get a fucking quesadilla too. Doesn't it change
1: your... Like, it changes your brain, too. When they talk about calories, you're like... Because you've heard, we've heard calories our whole life. Growing up, you heard people say, "I have calorie, I have high cholesterol, I got all that. We've never, ever once, as human beings in America, known what we were talking about. We would just say <laughs> it. But the moment I watch alone, and they're like, "Yeah, so if I do a lot of work, I burn a lot of calories, and I need, I need a fish because a fish at least has this much calories, and this is why a high fat diet is good." It, watching alone is when I was like, "Oh, I think now I understand digestion and what my body <laughs> yeah, <laughs> needs."
0: It's, it's eye open. It really. And so a few things I love about this show, no host, although season seven has some like after show hosted by some guy with a fake Zoom garage background. No we thanks. should have that job. Yes. If you're listening, if you're I just want to in- state, com- a comics should
1: have every after show. show. Yes. Yes. Always. You don't have
0: to be an expert on survival to talk to survival experts. But don't you want to get the questions
1: through someone like us who's like, we're willing to admit we're idiots? Some people aren't aren't self-deprecating. Comics will fucking throw themselves under the bus and be honest.
0: There should be the softest city-based comics having to talk to these (laughs) (laughs) Yukon freaks who are like, yeah, all my teeth fell out on day 80 and I was worried that I wouldn't be able to eat Wolverine meat anymore. And you're like, I am such a bitch. I like... I'm trying to <laughs> meditate frequently. The most like, alt-comic.
1: <laughs> and I don't mean alt-comic 2020. I mean alt-comic 06. Yeah, we're talking <laughs>
0: Dimitri Martin with the fucking... Easel sitting in front of three I guys would, who cut the head uh, off a of musk ox.
1: <laughs> if Dimitri Martin, oh, I by the way, I love Dimitri Martin. If Big Dimitri fan. Martin was willing to sit and interview people for a live, it would be the great. I would love to be his Ed McMahon and oh, just yeah. interview people like, from a
0: live. <laughs> explaining a palindrome to like a, a guy who lives off the grid and doesn't even, ha- has yeah. never even had a cell phone.
1: A guy who's been out in the woods for fucking 90 days and eight four fish <laughs> the
0: uh, you the other great thing about the show is that it's not a show you can go on to try to become famous like a lot of other reality shows so you have to because of the survival element it really Cuts off any fucking fame chasers.
1: And th- honestly, this is a spoiler alert. But all- with this show, you don't need spoiler alerts because right now, if I said something and you went back and watched it, you would forget what I said. You'd get also, so entrenched entrenched in the the drama of the I'm show. I'm so
0: obsessed with the show. I couldn't tell you one person's name except exactly for the remotely attractive women. I know all them by the heart. One- <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one dude, season six, it's on, the Netflix one. The one dude who's like a uh, former Marine, military dude. He's got the daughters at home, knows his shit. You could just tell he knows his shit. He also, they dropped him in a pretty good place. He's like beautiful sunrises and yeah. sunsets. There's no snow. That's beautiful the humiliating lake. shit.
0: When one person's like, oh, I like it's and an old in tundra. boot in the water. Yeah.
1: They're like in the tundra. He's out there fucking basking in the sunlight. But uh, that guy. That guy was like, you know, uh, you, you win $500,000 if you if you win it, which is so insulting for what they go through. Yeah. And then he was like, I miss my kids. And I, I had this revelation of, you know, money comes and money goes. Who gives a shit The things are important in life? And I was like, this is why this is the best show. Because yes. anybody who has that revelation just won something more valuable than money. The, <laughs> right. pr- the perspective of how important relationships are.
0: Also, just the idea that every single person, when they talk about this money could actually do a lot, I would like to buy some land and live off of it. Every single person just wants remote land, and you're like, just give these people land for doing the show.
1: You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see someone who's so good, they're just still out there, and they're like, look, you gotta come, you won. And they're like, no, I'm gonna stay... Wouldn't you well, love it if two people really win for like a year? <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's like, why are we still watching this show? Am I part of this problem now? Like, producers like, are like, it?
1: just give them both five hundred thousand dollars. We can definitely we're, afford we're it. We make
0: six seasons out of this. Yeah, uh, we'll move on to other topics eventually. But my favorite guy is in season six. The kind of big, burly sweater guy who kind of looks like the Stranger Things dude, David Harbour. He's kind of like this big, and he's like. I Is he got the dude has got kind of the mo- faux hawk kind of thing. No, Barry. I, like, I like that guy hair. too. That he's the archer. Fun. Yeah, he was yeah. fun. I'm talking more about the guy who's kind of like hipstery and he's like, I got myself a muskrat and he's so excited about eating oh, the muskrat. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. later on, he's sawing the log and he's like, oh, uh oh. And then he's got, he has to leave because of insane muskrat <laughs> yes. diarrhea. Yes. <laughs> like- <laughs> yes.
1: He was the second one to go. He was yeah. like, I can't. the And,
0: sucks because he's a survivalist that's his job i know and he was eating the muskrat so cockily like so yeah. like oh yeah yummy muskrat tastes like a chicken wing gotta get the tail in and it looked so nasty and you're like i'm actually kind of glad you got sick you yeah fucking yeah psycho
1: <laughs> yeah eating those fucking worms oh jesus christ uh
0: season seven a dude shoots a, a uh an elk with a fucking uh bow and then it doesn't die and he doesn't have any more arrows but it is dying he has to run over with a pocket knife and take stabs and run away from it take a stab run away from it till it eventually dies i will say trigger warning for animal people that is the hardest thing about watching the show is like once in a while they take a stick or a rock to a rabbit's head or a slit a squirrel's throat or something that's the hard stuff but other than that it's a fucking beautiful show. You know, when I see when I see, I
1: mean, I I I don't. I, I think I stand in a I, I stand against the fucking horrific agriculture of how we oh, our, right. our meat oh, yeah. industry. But you know, there is something when you see people hunting like that in nature, it doesn't feel the same. You don't watch no. that and you don't go, ah, the treatment of these animals. You look at it and you go, oh, these people fully respect and understand the circle of life that yeah. is hunting and gathering and killing it because. I don't. I. I've never. I. I. I don't shoot guns. I haven't gone hunting. I. I couldn't tell you that I don't want to try those things. And right. I don't tell. I can't. I couldn't tell you if when I did it I would cry and go. I hate this so much. You know what I mean. I don't. I actually don't know. But <laughs> there is a part of me that like when I see someone legitimately shoot an animal with a bow and arrow that they are going to use every bit of and store and the like meat and all the, these things
0: boil the brains to try yeah. to get a couple of extra calories like I and, love and i'm just kind of
1: like i i fully you know and if it offends people it offends me what can i say i can, I can only be yeah. me but i really respect it i'm like
0: i think we need man. to see a guy cut a squirrel's head off so you just know that that is at some part in the food chain what's happening And unfortunately, if you're eating meat not brought to you by a a big game hunter based in the Arctic, it's probably a machine cutting off thousands of heads of animals back to back to back. Yes.
1: (laughs) But what we do know is that we could be eating some of these fucking L.A. squirrels. I'm going to set up some traps. <laughs> so great. i'm gonna do a live but very much in the city fucking eagle rock
0: <laughs> uh don't you think though and between this show uh and uh, between alone and pandemic and the pandemic i'm becoming and i'm the most city beach kid like never you're a fuck
1: boy dude you're a I'm city fuckboy. Fuck
0: i'm from long island i have we don't even have woods on long island really and i fucking am ready to become like a camper survivalist guy because i'm out- dude I'm I've been getting you. some outdoors time, and it's great. But now with Alone, I'm, like, inspired to be, like, this is kind of, like – and I, I'm also a child, this 38-year-old man who's getting older, and I'm, like, what am I doing with my life? And it's, like, I feel happiness when I'm out. And I guess I'm talking about doing shrooms <laughs> in the woods or yes. whatever. But yes. camping, a.k.a. Like, <laughs> I'm so yeah. in that mindset now. Like, that's all I want to do. And I it's, know. I blame the show. And it's, like f- – usually I watch chef's table and then order $200 worth of fucking caviar or whatever. Yes. At least then now, then like who am I? <laughs> who the fuck am I? Now I'm like, I need an ax in my house. Like, I, I want, need a good knife. <laughs> we,
1: and we're, we are so cliche, but I defend it. I defend we're cliche. I think in a good way we did what a lot of people did. We, we bought tons of camping stuff, uh, because we are like, you know what, we're going to go camping. But I, I, don't, I didn't buy a bunch of camping stuff like, oh, let's get camping stuff. That's what we do now. I got camping stuff because I was like, you know, the pandemic is making me realize it's something I always wanted to do. And I never did it as a kid. It wasn't introduced to me. And every time I've done it, I've loved it. And my brain was like, buy the fucking gear that you need and... Give that gift to your kid, like teach, take because right, kid your dad, camping and give them your that. Kids,
0: your parents never took you camping. Same we never here. went
1: camping, and yeah. I never, I, I, I never actually even went to a legitimate like camp. Camp. I always did like sports camp. I go to, like basketball camp or yeah. soccer camp or whatever. And I want to be like, I want my kid to know, you know, my kid is five. I want her at seven years old. I want her. I want to be like, hey, go start the fire for the campsite, and know she knows how to do it and she knows how to do it safely because that—that that is the most natural education we need to... We don't... We don't need to know how to do our fucking taxes. I mean, yes, we do, but ultimately, we don't. You know what I mean? Right, right,
0: right. When the when the fucking rubber hits the road and the world is ending, your daughter yeah. starting a fire is going to be way yeah. more important her than her knowing how to
1: shoot a bow and arrow. Which I don't. I, I can't be the one to teach her. I don't fucking know. Well, that's but if good. she knew how to do it, I'd be like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. You're going <laughs> to carry on the fucking DNA of school. If your
0: daughter at 17 is like, Dad, I never want to do this again. You at least gave her that opportunity. And that you know road. that she would
1: know it. You're not forget that it's going right. to be like in your mind oh i know how to survive i'm in the woods i know how to do it you know i uh a, a buddy got this as a gift and i kind of wish someone would give it to me and i whenever someone if i have a birthday coming up or a holiday where you get a gift and people are like well what do you want i just turned 40 in august and people are like what do you want for your birthday i never know the answer to that even though i do want stuff but as soon as someone says it i don't know what i want i can't my right. mind goes blank
0: well the, it. There's something about, and I think part of it is our industry where I I'm uncomfortable asking for anything. Of course, like like, but if you're known as Rory likes camping, it's like, well, let's get him some camping shit. Like that's having hobbies is the move. It's like, I mean, you have a podcast called Dads. You're a dad now for that's the dad thing. Is like, I think he likes bowling. It's like, get him a tie with bowling balls on it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but my buddy got as a gift. To go take one of those survivalist classes. Dude, that's that's what what we need to do.
0: That's what I. I, shut my door. <laughs> I I leaked I leaked that information to my wife's friends you, because my my wife said let's get each other gifts this year for Christmas because we're not flying to New York yeah um so I was like yeah and I leaked it to her friends I'm like I think I want survivalist courses as yes, my yes yeah
1: <laughs> and go like learn that intention you you know it all takes experience but you know if it was like oh it's a two day thing you would
0: come back with so much knowledge oh I. I I have spent so much time filling my brain with stuff that has never come in handy. Yes. Like, thinking of you taking your daughter camping is like my—I was a latchkey kid. My parents both worked. Whatever. It's that's the generation. But I would—I have bricks of like eight-hour bricks, like <laughs> for weeks at a time of just Nintendo in the dark yeah. basement. It's like if my dad took me camping one weekend, that memory would shine so bright in my life. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that would have been a fucking great thing to have done at some point. Now, yeah. So now I'm I'm totally and I, in, moving from New York to California definitely opens up your potential for camping too because yes. it's like you get you know, now you can do it nine or ten months out of the year. You could there's way cooler places, way different uh, yeah environments that you could go to and shit.
1: We've been looking at it. we've been going on websites. We had some booked before the fires really kind of put a you know kind of changed everybody's plans. It well, was like the the other... smoke in your that area so we're closing. You're like, "Yeah, I am not going to come anyways."
0: 6 months of not being allowed to do anything but go outside. And 6 months in, outside is now off limits. Like, I know. Wait, no, where, I know. Where am I allowed now? The only where place is in my we house. Go. <laughs>
1: You know, you feel so bad because it's like those fires are insane. There's smoke everywhere. You read about it all the time. This is what I hate about our news cycle is that even now... We're sitting here, we're like, I don't know, it seems like the fires are kind of gone. And you know, there's still firefighters exhausted to the fucking bone.
0: I know, still I'm literally like- fighting these fires, and we're like, well, I for- kind of forgot. No one was reporting it anymore. Oh, dude, I literally, I'm like, well, now I can go running in my West Hollywood neighborhood because the smoke is gone. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like a family crying over like the ashes of their like ancestral home. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, now I can exercise outdoors again. Thank I, you. I, you know? I, <laughs> I it's, like, there's prisoners- you feel- Fucking yeah. burning their forearm hair off, trying to save a fucking huge field, and I'm going like, as soon as the smoke rises, then we'll be able to go to the beach again. I feel I like know. such an asshole. I know
1: my that the the my my topic of golf. I feel like an asshole every time I go right. to play it, but it is a genuine addiction to to doing something where. When I'm doing it, I feel bad that I'm not home because it's a four-hour, five-hour engagement.
0: Well, I've been <laughs> like, I've I've been quoted as saying that I think that's why dads get into golf because I feel like it's such Cause a gonna, dad sport. Because yeah. then your wife's like, if you you can't go drink in your friend's backyard for four hours on a Sunday, right? And away from your family, but you could yeah. foreseeably go play golf with the boys, which is a yeah. sport, exercise, hobby kind of it's thing.
1: Sort of. It's kind of. It's interesting what golf is because you can get you you know, you've got it you can have a cigar going. There's someone driving around with beer for sale that just drives the course and you just buy booze. and you get royally fucked up. It's social. you're playing with buddies and you're just yeah. having a laugh. and then, you know, you get to the eighteenth hole, you're fucking wasted. I mean, let's go in the clubhouse and drink more and eat <laughs> shitty food and watch the game. It truly is like it's so socially decadent that yes. if you're if you're a a normal person that has any sense of guilt. Anyone who lives their life without guilt, golf is so great for you. Every step of, <laughs> every day you'll be like, I had the best fucking day ever.
0: Because that's the I, only draw that's like <laughs> The main cons of golf would be probably buy-in of gear. But as we get older, it's pricey. I, I, I love talking about gear because that's such a and I forgive me if I'm being so uh uh down gender norms or whatever, but it's such a older man thing is to find a hobby that has gear. Whether I gotta say biking, golfing, camping, golf dudes.
1: gear. I have I have so many pairs of golf shoes <laughs> that I do not Need you need one, you pair. need one, you need one <laughs> pair for a long time, and I've got five as though I need options, like I'm on tour and I need to wear something different each day of the, you know, t- like, oh, the what's, tournament.
0: What's the turf like today? It's like same yeah, exactly. as it is every yeah. week, Rory, at the same golf course it's we the play, same at. type but what
1: kind of grass is it? Do you would it matter what I say? Will that if change your you, game? If I know, I, I don't even know, genus grass. and
0: species, does that yeah, not know? All? <laughs> I don't even know it, anyways. Yeah, is it Kentucky blue? Yeah, like, it's I, it's so
1: expensive There's so much gear. There's so much. There's so many elements to it. You're also you're also buying balls all the time, right? There's I don't that, know the the world is going to drown in golf balls. That's how many. There's so many golf balls in this world.
0: I, I just saw I saw recently an invention like uh, water soluble golf balls that are like yeah. made from fish food, and you could just like crank it into the water which sounds I want to go to the beach with like a fucking mega bucket of that I Just know crank from the shoreline into the.
1: <laughs> one time I played uh, did you ever do Sasquatch the uh, festival up in no. uh, like north of Portland like between Portland and Seattle
0: no I never did at that the
1: one. gorge uh, they did a comedy music festival and uh I can't remember this is a long time ago I went to it but they had a platform set up for any of the the artists in the tournament and they had those kind of balls on a tee, and you could just hit a driver out into the valley. Just hit a golf ball as hard as you can out <laughs> into nature, and people are constantly like, you're sure these balls are okay? Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. <laughs> into These natural environments, these ecosystems were There's destroyed. There's
0: just a, a fucking endangered bear with a thousand <laughs> bruises on it, <laughs> yeah. like choked to death. Just, <laughs> uh, You killed a species that was trying to eat the ball. Golf is one of those things that I've and this I'm so happy you wanted to talk about it is I've never done it. Yeah, I I've done driving range and mini golf. I've never even done pitch and putt. Yeah, but this pandemic has got me thinking about golfing because I People just are need, changing. Yeah, it is changing, and you have kind of are we have the time like talking about going camping and shit. It's slowed down a little bit. You're yeah, I I'm a pretty busy comic, so I'm assuming someone like you who is uh, successful is also a busy like touring and shit like your time just evaporates and then when you come home i know you can't take a five-day camping trip or after you've been on the road for 10 days so it's like yeah now with things slowing down also i'm like not that hot on touring right now (laughs) like i don't want to fucking this is great i'm for sure not going (laughs) yeah yeah i'm not going for a while i'm not
1: going anywhere um You know what's so crazy about it is I started playing it in uh, right before college. I went out and played because I was like, a buddy was like, let's go play golf. And I had never played, but I played so many sports that I so arrogantly was like, oh, of course, I'll just play golf. And I'll just be able to do it. And obviously I couldn't. And I was like, fuck fuck this. Because you think you're going to swing and hit the ball. And when you don't, you feel so stupid and so (laughs) dumb. (laughs) <laughs> and you do it over and over again you go all right i'll hit it this time and then you don't and you're like why am i not hitting it people are like you have no style you have no clue how to. you have no function you're just trying to hit it yeah
0: it's not like a wiffle ball like you're not throwing up right. like a tennis ball and just cr- like stick ball yep. style it's not the same my friend dan just the other day said something to the effect is like someone's like you, once i wasn't on the tee someone's like well now you don't hit it so hard and dan's like i don't know how to not swing fully like that's <laughs> yeah, such a crazy yes. thing to try to wrap your head around it's like how do you swing at 70 percent? that seems impossible to wrap it your seems head around. it <laughs> seems insane and also like how to
1: do it and that there's so many so i after that after i played that one time i i then played a little bit in college because guys i played on the soccer team with they they would go play so i would go to like you know they play on saturday or sunday i'd go get drunk and fucking get high and ride in the golf cart and i'd hit golf <laughs> balls and uh, the only thing I remember is that I was never, I was never any good, but the guys would always be like, "You have a really good swing," because I was just mimicking what I saw, like you know, other people do, but <laughs> I didn't know what I was
0: doing. You are dressed fully like Greg Norman, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, I was trying to look as <laughs> spiffy as possible, and they're like, "You're awful, but you look the part." <laughs> and then uh, I, and so I would, I kind of played, and then after college, I didn't play like forever and then i went and did a pitch and putt with a buddy and whatever happened something happened i don't know what it is i i don't know if it finally the sports void that was now gone because i played sports since i was five and those have been gone the team sports have been gone stand-up is such a fucking lonely sport dude (laughs) you're talking to
0: an ex-jock too i play rugby once a year with like 40 year old men we travel somewhere to play just so i can like Feel the team sports and also have something to look forward to, like yes. something to exercise for. Like, team
1: sports are, I, I think it's, they're just, I, I, maybe you have to play it to understand. I don't know, but I think a lot of people don't understand that if you, if you, if you successfully play a sport, you probably started playing that sport at a young age. That becomes a part of your psyche. And then you, you grow up and eventually, like most of us, if you don't play in college, then you finished in high school. And if you play in college, you probably most of us probably stopped after college,
0: right? And then after and that, even it's playing maybe college sports is stuff. difficult. Yeah, exactly.
1: Difficult? Yeah. yeah, and but after that, it's like kind of over, and it's this thing in your life that is just suddenly gone because you're not going to go play professionally maybe you don't even want to but it's still kind of this this activity and this ritual and this camaraderie that is just suddenly gone and it's so much a part of your your br- I mean that's what that's why you know I loved doing improv more than stand-up, because after a good improv show, I would celebrate like we other just people. won a fucking yeah. game. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm getting everybody a beer. We won. It's like, we won. What is he talking about? <laughs>
0: we won. We didn't get broken up as an improv team. We we won. We made zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, we won the game. We weren't
1: even up against anyone. We were up
0: against the crowd tonight. <laughs> and and we fucking dominated. <laughs> Wait, you're saying something... There's something about that void that hits in the post-college, early 20s where you're like, I was talking about this recently on an episode of my podcast about hobbies where it's like, I feel like there's that early 20s, late teens lifestyle, college age or post-high school for people to didn't go to college. It's like where you throw everything away and at least speaking from a heteronormative stance, but I'll open it up to everybody. All you want to do is get fucked up and fuck. It's like, and like, that's all that matters. And then you get to be, in your mid to late twenties and kind of either have a partner nailed down or you're like, yeah, I get it. I know how to hook up with ladies. I'm having fun now. Then you're like, still feel empty. What am I missing? It's like, Oh, I remember I played football like three months out of the year. (laughs) Right. hung out with 40 dudes that I do not do this anymore. And it's like, Oh, I miss that. Now you're like, now I'm, 35 trying to find team sports and shit where you're like I know, I guess, yeah and, and, it,
1: and also it's not this it's just not the the it's just not the same it's good and it does like help I mean I play pickup soccer uh all the time uh I, I was playing uh, pickup soccer like a decent amount and that kind of filled that void a little bit but I think for me whatever clicked that one day that I wouldn't play pitch put pitch and putt with a buddy I think something went off in my head where I was like you don't need anybody. You can play this sport. It is a game. It is a sport. There is something you to be, but also it's wildly yeah. social. So it's not like you're trying to really play a sport when everyone's like, what are you even doing? You can't go pro. You're not going to play college. <laughs> right, like, what right, are you right. doing? And you're like, oh, yeah, but you have a couple of beers. Or you have fun. And you can you can really... You're also just playing against your yourself, really, whenever you go to play. You're just trying right. to beat your own score something went off in my head where i was like all right well if i can't really have team sports in a extremely easily accessible way then at least i have this sport yeah to like go and and it just it just opened up to me for some reason i used to hate it i hated watching it i didn't love playing it and love, hitting do you a ball. Enjoy,
0: here's my question. Do you enjoy watching it now?
1: I have ever since, I'm not even joking. Ever since that day with my buddy, this is like spring of 2015. I have watched. Oh, not
0: even that long ago. Not even that That's long ago. What?
1: Five, five, a little over five years. I have watched almost every tournament, every weekend. And not like the whole thing, but it's so, it's on Thursday to Sunday, every tournament. And you just put it on and I have it on in the background nonstop we have cable just so i can watch the golf channel oh, dude <laughs>
0: i'm in so I get deep it, man i get and do, do you think you like watching it now because you understand how difficult it is what they're doing or just you it, it gives you a little bit of that golf runoff feel? i think it's probably both it's obviously. a lot li-
1: it's, a, it's a few things one it's i know i now have a great respect for how difficult what it is they're doing And how they're doing it, I now go, oh, it's not just hitting a ball. There's so much more to it. Two, when the broadcasters are talking, I now kind of understand what they're saying and actually Ah, talking about. So I'm like, oh, I kinda Yeah, it's like, you know, you could watch hockey for a long time. Until you understand the blue line, you're probably not loving hockey. Right. Until (laughs) someone explains how the blue line works. You're like, oh now I get why people are doing what they're doing. (laughs) Golf is kinda like that. When you finally fucking realize i got to say i throughout the 90s you know when tiger woods you know late 90s and and early 2000s when tiger woods was just winning all the time i didn't realize that that's not just something someone does you know my right. coming into realize golf i was like oh yeah tiger won again okay but only yeah. now do i realize like oh that's actually insane. He he was Michael Jordaning the sport,
0: right? And then also, like, you have to know a little bit about basketball to understand how, like, which is maybe everyone has a little more general knowledge about basketball, so you know Michael Jordan is that much better than ever It's not just like, right. oh, that's a name I recognize. Yeah, so then, and when right. you understand golf, you're like, oh, Tiger Woods is dominating this sport at yeah. that level now. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's and cool. like
1: winning all the time. And now you go, oh, I actually see how there's a lot of guys that like make a pretty good career and it, you go back and you go, Oh, how many tournaments did you win? They're like, Oh, I won three tournaments. And you go, Oh, tiger is about to break the record and yeah. potentially win 83
0: tournaments. <laughs> uh, there's like, yeah, there's like a dude who's like, I've been golfing for 20 years. I bring home about a million dollars a year and I've won twice. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? Exactly. You're like, yeah. And I'm great. Yeah, <laughs>
1: That's, uh, he I'm just, a, and, and
0: he, he, he also,
1: and, and Jordan did this in so many ways too. Um, But Tiger Tiger actually did make the sport go from the identity of rich, old white men um, and not and not that that was the actual identity, but that was the stereotypical identity because golf is such a, you know, it's not inclusive. It wasn't inclusive. It's It's literally in clubs. It's (laughs)
0: It's got you're right. It's mostly played. Behind the doors of a club, which is a famously right, exactly. exclusive. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's becoming more and more inclusive thanks to someone like Tiger. But you know, he he changed the sport. He gave it a different image. He made it. Here was this younger guy, yeah. who was winning. Who On was top also of black, uh, which yes, was not exactly. the you know that which was not the sport. Not that he was the first professional. Uh, black offer, but here he was a kid who didn't grow up in a country club, who is suddenly dominating a sport that proudly exists inside country clubs, and showing all of these people around the 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 world, oh fuck, this guy came up from the path, this other path, and he is dominant.
0: Yeah, and, and- it's. Yeah, and his name crazy. is Tiger, and he was cooler than all the old farty dudes. And that's yes. just like the energy you need for a sport like that, where yes. it's like all of a sudden people are like, "Tell me more about Tiger Woods." That's like, why oh. that when you watch like
1: Michael Jordan too, you any footage of him in the eighties, and not to say there were other weren't, there weren't other players like this, but before Michael Jordan came along, basketball just kind of felt like um, outside of the greats, like you know Magic Johnson and and so many others, but basketball felt so, like, broad-shoulder, boxy, blocky fundamentals. And then you saw Michael Jordan dribble and, like, pull up for a jump shot or go in for even just a layup, not even a dunk, and it was so fluid-looking that it was the first time you are like, oh, my God, it looks so beautifully graceful and badass – In this form of however he's doing it, you know?
0: And other people look like they're working, and he looks like he's having fun. (laughs) Yes, and he looks so effortless. Sticking your tongue out while you play is like just enough for a kid, (laughs) a non-basketball playing kid in the 90s, to be like, who the fuck is this dude? He's the coolest. There's a reason why every kid in the world wanted to be like Mike and not like Pat as a New York Knicks fan. I wasn't like, I want to be like Patrick Ewing. (laughs) Call me Starks. No, everyone wanted to give me an
1: undershirt and knee pads and (laughs) let me, (laughs) let me box out. Let me box out. No, but no one's attracted to
0: that. (laughs) Right. And so that's, that's so true about tiger too. And it kind of cracked open golf for people. And Maybe it was because of my age at the time that Tiger popped off because I was in like my 20s probably. But part of it felt like now I knew way more people that were golfing once yes. Tiger popped off too. It's, my grandpa was a golfer growing up. That's like all I knew is that he drove to Palm Beach yeah. for uh, you know uh, two week golf tournaments or whatever. And I was like, I didn't know anyone young. And then after Tiger Woods popped off, next thing you know, my friends are like, yeah, we're going golfing tonight. Or like, you know, oh, we're right. going I got to go to sleep. We got to wake up early and drive to this golf course. I'm like, what? It's like, no, Gabriel, you'd love it, dude. We fucking roll blunts. We chug beers. Like, that's the thing. It's <laughs> a party. <I'm> like, <laughs> the selling points that people use to sell golf never involve like, and it yeah. feels good when you hit a drive. Cause they're like, that's not going to happen for two years of playing. Right. It feels like. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: Oh yeah, Don't when expect they hit a clean to be good. drive. You're like I'll never be able to do that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's also yeah, it is such a it's a painful sport because it takes so much time to really learn it. You ha- the only way to to learn it, you kind of do have to become obsessed with it. And what's so bizarre, it's like it's a crazy obsession because it, you just like even right now i just want to go hit a golf ball it's just so it's
0: so <laughs> do th- you have I, like a putting green in your house or I'm gonna your get, yard
1: i'm gonna get one of those mats i used to have one but i i wore it out i gotta get a new mat because also <laughs> just standing and putting is like it's so peaceful and just feels so good it's a great
0: while you're on a call it's like i yes. gotta call ATT and and fix our internet it's like all right yes. well i'm gonna Last forty putts while I do it. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's so. Uh, At one point, I bought the net to just hit balls, and this is this is kind of funny. We lived in Silver Lake in the backyard. (laughs) I put up a net so I could just full on swing golf balls into this net, and it felt so good. And one time, I hit the golf ball, and it went over the net. I guess I was too far back. It went (laughs) over the net, and we're talking about like a like imagine just hitting a golf ball. From like the Silver Lake Reservoir, just towards (laughs) sunset, and having no
0: clue where that's gonna land. Sorry, like uh, put up the for sale sign. (laughs) Just move (laughs) immediately. Move. Yeah, I just
1: hit the ball, and I was like, my brain immediately goes. There's no way anyone will ever know you did that. But let's take the net down and let's put everything in the garage for a couple days.
0: I'm going to take the dog for another walk, hon. You're not trying to find that golf ball to see if you hurt anybody, are you? No. I remember after I hit it,
1: I stood completely still to wait to hear... The shattering of glass or, or the a, scream the of, like, someone losing their loved one.
0: Classic, like, 80s movie, tire screech, glass shatter, dog whimpering. <laughs> yes. You're like, what the fuck did I hit? Yeah. <laughs> uh terrifying. I'll tell you what, in this pandemic... Uh, treating yourself to a nice meal has really changed dynamics since I don't want to go dine indoors and I don't want to go dine outdoors because it feels even just as scary to me. Uh, I've been doing a lot of delivery and thanks to DoorDash, they make it so easy. Uh, you know, like, uh, And that's the treat now. That's the new version of a nice, like, for my anniversary, we ordered in as a nice treat to not have to prep our own dinner. With the help of DoorDash, it's so easy. You open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and the food, they'll leave it safely right outside your house. We have a little table out there. We're like, please, leave our food there. They have over 300,000 partners in U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can support your local go-tos or go to, like, the national uh, chains and fast casuals like Chipotle, Wendy's, and Cheesecake Factory. They're all on there so many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery just use the DoorDash app select your favorite restaurant and the food will be left at your door uh- And DoorDash deliveries are contactless, so everything feels safe. So for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code MIGHTY. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code MIGHTY. Mighty, don't forget that's M I G H T Y for 25% off your first order with a DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Everybody wants socks, okay? It's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. The weather's getting a little warmer. You're gonna want to get some nice, I mean, getting a little cooler. You're gonna want to keep those feet a little warmer. Uh, you can th- uh, socks make a wonderful stocking stuffer. The irony there is not lost on me. Uh, some some of you freaks even sleep in socks. okay? So this is the gift for you. And I will tell you this: the darn tough Vermont socks are so comfortable. They are uh, itchless merino wool. Uh, they're comfortable, they're durable. They fit well even on my thick cankle having body over here. Uh, slip in smell, blisters, binding holes. No, you get none of that with darn tough Vermont. They are breathable. Wonderful, comfortable, stylish-looking socks, owned and knit in USA. Uh, Something for everyone, too. I got hiking socks and running socks, but there's also skiing and snowboarding, uh, work, lifestyle, junior, athletic, trusted by the military, nurses, mail carriers, marathoners, hunters, teachers, and pretty much everyone else who's on their feet all day. Head to darn tough, D A R N T O U G H dot com slash mighty to check them out. Buy two pairs and the shipping is free. That's D A R N T O U G H dot com slash mighty. do you feel with this is something I'm also working with in therapy and in my own life, but do you feel that golf golfing helps you helps your makes you feel better in whatever way? Like it's, it's not self care is the wrong word, but like it's nice to not think about bits or failures or not getting callbacks because I'm finding a lot of, Comedy was like your hobby for a while, then it becomes your job, yeah. and then it's not as fun even to do the things that aren't necessarily your job. You're like, yeah, jump in and do an improv show. It's not exactly what I do for a living, but it still yeah. feels like your job. And then the second you're like, I've been getting into uh, you know, long distance running or whatever you're into, it just right. feels so good for four hours on the course to not think about comedy or uh just like shut your brain off in that way, I think retroactively makes you a better, fuller person comic, I, all that stuff.
1: I think so. I think none of us can be prepared for how much rejection actually exists in comedy. Specifically, you know, you when you get on stage to start doing stand-up, you know, you're you're kind of awful. And then you're 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 you do okay, you get some laughs, and you know, that whole process of from from year zero to year whatever for everybody. Let's just say ten. You know, you do you get better and then you're good and then you kind of know how to do it. And the the, the rejection from stand up comedy kind of dissipates. Sometimes you bomb, but you know how to do it gracefully. But no one tells you like, hey, and now you're gonna go out for roles. And now right. you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna pitch ideas and you're going to do something no. that isn't stand-up at yeah. all. You've been training for yes. 10
0: years and doing... Yes. Hey, I know you've been working till 3 in the morning <laughs> yeah. for 10 years. Now you're going to start waking up at yeah. 6 in the morning and repeating the same joke a thousand times and hope your skill set matches up yeah. for some reason. <laughs> and you are going to
1: hear no for five straight years, even for stuff that seems like such a shoe-in. You will not get that <laughs> no. role. You will not get it. And you know, you do get luck. You, you do get some stuff here and there, and, and you and the whole time you're still doing stand up so you live this life of of going oh man it's heartbreaking cuz i kind of want this other thing but at the same time how could i possibly not be grateful for for the fact that i i what still I'm do have doing, a fun yeah. job and i have a fun uh fun life and i i got to say the thing that golf gave me when i when i really started to care about it and play it a lot of people say golf is uh, the closest like sport to like actually what life is, and I used to always be like, "Shut the fuck up." That's like <laughs> something when. You know, when someone's like, it's wine o'clock, like the Target <laughs> yeah. decorations. It's like a throw someone... pillow in a man yeah. cave. You go to is someone's like house and they need you to know they drink a lot of wine because <laughs> they're still sadly thinking it's very cool when you're
0: like, everyone
1: drinks wine. It's not, yeah. who cares?
0: Yeah. I, we come from uh, a <laughs> generations of alcoholics. We just don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we have see... pride in our drinking. Talk when to when me when you're will... chugging beers in your garage in between conversations <laughs> yeah, by with your family. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me then. <laughs>
1: Yeah, with, when you, so when some people are like, ah, golf is similar to life, you know, early on, I was like, shut the fuck up. And then the more you play it, the more you do start to realize what what people mean by that. Because you will never, ever go to play that game and play it perfectly. It It, it is actually an impossibility to play it perfectly because there's so many variables and there's so much
0: going on that you and you won't play it perfectly and it's 18 holes like it's like it's yes. like imagine if you're a football team you have 18 downs it's like anything could go wrong when you have yes. that many swings at it yeah. and you, and and when you play those 18 holes
1: you're you're going to hit shots that uh you'll hit a bad sh- shot or you'll have you'll bar, your your ball will go out of bounds and you're going to have to drop and you're going to have to already know that when you finish this hole you're not going to get the score on that hole that you wanted uh, and now you're not going to get that
0: score on the entire day that exactly. you
1: Exactly, and yeah. you kind of know it, and yet you, you have no choice but to take 14 those World. bad <laughs> moments. Yeah, you take those bad <laughs> moments, and you have no choice to go, if I don't let this slide off my back right now, I can't have fun the rest of the day. I won't be able to hit the next shot without fucking up. And sometimes... I see dudes including myself, you hit a bad tee shot, you start getting fucking pissed, you get to your ball, your next shot is shitty. Now you're fucking pissed. You finish the whole super pissed and you know if you would have just taken a second after that first bad shot, you maybe could have calmed down, reset your it. brain, let some things go. And so to that end, I I do now look at things when I'm playing golf or even in my regular life, you know, something happens and you I'm better now at just going let, is that something to really hold on to? Let that go. Who cares? There's more There's more if you just let that slide. And, and I mean like across the board. I'm one of those people that has interactions with people. I'll replay it in my head on the drive home and go, was I a dick? I wasn't trying to be a dick. I tried to make a funny yeah. oh, <laughs> joke dude. and now I think Preacher I might. Maybe choir. I came off as an <laughs> asshole. <Yeah.
0: laughs> you're like... I'm probably going to go home and like re- DM them about something separate just to get a feel for how. <laughs> to get, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, hey, I thought of something. Remember, we were talking about this? You should check out this movie. Please respond that like nothing is wrong between <laughs> yeah. us. It's like, what am I thinking here? And I'm not even like that mentally, but I can get myself in that headspace I so easily. I fucking
1: hate how relatable that is. I hate <laughs> that I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. You're like,
0: I'm just going to soft text this like, yeah. hey, Rory, I know we were talking about golf today, but I thought. Yeah. You should check out this alone thing. And then be like, if Rory doesn't respond, he was mad at me at minute 40. And (laughs) and I'm talking like
1: 30 seconds. You're like, ah, come on. Your phone's in your pocket. You know I I typed you. (laughs) You know I'm messaging.
0: Uh. Uh, Golf being like life. uh, Bear with me as a guy who's not that great at golf or life, but uh, keep this analogy going. Something (laughs) about literally the broad strokes Where you're like, just get it somewhere near the, like the opening drive is just like, I don't know, how about chicken? And then it's like, okay, now (laughs) we're down there. It's like, all right, let's refine it. Do we want a little, you know? And that feels like life, in a weird way to tackle life where you're like, okay, we've got 385 yards. There's some sand here, some trees here. Yeah, I'm not going to get it in the fucking hole. That's nearly impossible. If it does happen, I'm blessed. But- Let me just try to get it somewhere in that ball. It almost is like, this is a fun way to tackle like the creative mindset of like, okay, time to write a movie or like, what the fuck? 18 holes so much. It's like, well, let's just take a big swing here and then refine it refine it okay we got to do this 17 more times and we finished a game of golf like
1: you know what i whenever anyone talks about being interested in golf i try to tell them i i i say to them look i don't know anything all right i'm very i'm very okay at golf <laughs> i'm very okay i can hit a shot that makes you think i've played my whole life and then the very next shot looks like i'm just playing for the first time i am inside that spectrum yes, easily yes i
0: have a bag of my different golf shoes but that yes. does not mean i'm good I at it i am
1: <laughs> crushing the f- fashion because it's all I know how to do. It's the only thing I have control over. Um, But I tell people, anytime someone's like, well, if I'm interested, what should I do? I think we always, you know, people go to the driving range, they do all these things. And I try to tell people, if you really do want to get good at golf, you really are like, oh, I think I want to learn it because I think I maybe would play it for a long time because you can play it to your fucking age. That's the God other thing willing. about this
0: sport, too. It's like the sports I'm into are like football, rugby, yeah, swimming, surfing. It's done. like I, think, yeah. I can not barely do it now yeah. at 38. It's like, yeah.
1: <laughs> With golf, I tell people, I, I tell people go, you know, borrow someone's or buy, just buy a putter that you like and and get some golf balls and almost everywhere you go, putting at any you know golf course is free they have the putting green set up you know this is obviously non pandemic times but you can just go to the putting greens and putt for as long as you want and i tell people learn learn how to putt learn how to get good at putting learn how to get so good that the ball from any spot you know you can two putt it you can hit it twice and you will get it in the hole just know that you can do that and then when you feel like you know how to putt now back up 30 yards and get out a wedge and learn how to make sure that ball lands on the green because you already know you can two putt it it when you get up there. So you got to just get it somewhere on the green, not near the hole. Sure, you're trying near the hole. And then if you're like, you know what? I'm actually pretty good at that. It's like now start hitting the ball from 100 yards until you're back at the tee box. And if you're back at the tee box and you're like, I'm actually hitting the ball pretty well. Well, you're probably a pretty decent golfer, and you'll probably really like it because you'll you'll know how to do it all. But, you know, we always start from the tee box with the driver, which is the hardest club to hit. When right. we really should be starting at the green... And just putting.
0: It's like getting into baseball and being like, all right, get in the batter's box and hit a curve ball. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. why I throw the ball with a mid on well, for we'll a just little like bit? Catch for a <laughs> little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> just <explain> not even <laughs> a baseball. Let's just throw a tennis
1: ball that's been cut open for a right, little bit. Right.
0: <laughs> Slow it down. Let's pace ourselves here. Uh, that's, I like this. Go- you saying golf is something you do to your 80 is a great reason to get into it before you turn 40 it's like just i find that like a lot of these hobbies these things that i have now that i make me feel good that are self-care mental health like going to the beach or going for a long walk or exercising you realize that it's a confluence of things it's like oh it's good to be outside to get fresh air to not look at a computer screen yes and then you like accidentally get a lot of that with golfing like yeah social time with friends and for a dad or for a married person, it's like it's nice for everyone to get away from each other for a yeah. little bit. Yeah.
1: You know, some people, and, and when I, and I, people say this all the time, and I, I don't even know why I care so much. I've done a full sales pitch to, to people about golf and the fashion of golf because I come from a place of also having hated it right. so much. Now, when people are like, I don't know, fuck golf. I'm like, I know what you mean. I know like, I what you it. mean. You're I used right. to be you. I'm suddenly a fucking infomercial with people. But, you know, some people always say, I, I hear this all the time, where people are like, I don't know, golf is for fucking douchebags. And I'm like, you're not wrong but there's no way you've ever played a pickup game with a guy a basketball one game dude who with a guy that a was d- going too fucking hard and you're like "will you fucking st- no one cares as much as you" That guy is in every sport at every sporting location. You're picking the four people you play with. So if you're like, golf is for douchebags. It's like, well, it's you and your friends. You're probably <laughs> right. not going to run into anybody.
0: And uh, zoom out a little further, bud, and everywhere you go, there's numerous <laughs> douchebags. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. like, yes. I, I find that uh, that's something we always talk about on uh, Action Boys is how some of the best things that we enjoy most are ruined by the other people that enjoy it. <laughs> yes. It's like yes. I, yeah, comedy, Movies, horror movie, at comic books, like all these limp things that you gr- biscuit, Remember, yeah. we loved them. Ah <laughs> oh, man, the fucking hot dog flavored water, dude. Then everyone came out and fucking like, and all these assholes started talking about chocolate starfishes. And I was a lot furious. of people
1: you didn't expect did get into corn and Limp biscuit in a way where you're like, oh,
0: I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird thing where it like pierced uh, several different styles of cult at the time when it came out. Where it was like, oh, some skaters are listening to it. Oh, okay. My mom some is... Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's It's on the radio. Oh, it's on the radio a lot. Okay. Yeah, okay. This is kind of yeah. for everybody yeah. now? Guys, okay. this, this, this music has some hateful <laughs> elements to it if you really listen to it. If we really read the lyrics, this might be... You know. <laughs> that might not be radio safe. Uh, what... Before we get out of here, Rory, if someone wanted to... Uh, you kind of gave some simple advice there, but like, if someone wa- was thinking about getting into golfing... Yeah. What? What... What... I mean besides it's not that-
1: watching it. Don't there's a lot of people who go, yeah, I watched it. I just don't like it. There's no I, I don't really like watching the NBA, but I do love playing basketball. I don't <laughs> I played soccer from 5 to 23. I played it in college. I don't really like watching it. I like to play it. <laughs> so if you ever have watched it, and be like, I don't know, I fucking hate watching it. Don't not do not in any way let that be any sort of a, a signifier I if mean, you think you would enjoy it. I mean who watches football
0: and is like, I like this enough that I want to play it. Like there's no football. like that could, that disconnect yeah, is insane. Yeah, yeah. Like... that's the it's
1: the other. Yeah, it's the opposite. Because football, you're like, I would never play this, but fuck, it's fun. We're barbecuing, we're having beers. Some people are passionate. Some people are passive. Um, yeah, I think with golf, if, if anyone is interested in it, you do. It, it isn't about going out and buying all these clubs, and 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 it's not about um, uh, bu- buying all these outfits and spending all this money. To me, it is uh, getting a putter, getting a pitching wedge getting some balls that can be fucking used and going to like pitch and putt places. And if you have a friend, and we all have a friend who likes golf a lot, that's the person to go out and play with. And and I have friends who are not good at golf who will not take any fucking advice. And before I give them advice, I go, look, I know I'm not great, but I am noticing you do this one thing when you swing. And I honestly think if you stopped and you you switched... This would happen. I take advice in golf from literally anybody. I will try what they said. I'll try it one time. So be an open minded person. If someone gives you a tip, fucking try take it. Out. <laughs> you have, it's such a mental game. I told someone the other day, I was like, anytime I go out to the golf course, if I truly think I look fucking good in the clothes I'm wearing,
0: I do play better. I play, I show, I'm like, I look like a pro. I'm going to fucking act like a bro. <laughs> bro, I, that's got to be part of it because people love that shit. People yes. are like, now that I got my ping visor on, I'm ready to fucking <laughs> exactly. crank one off the fucking yes. tee. That's so f- so funny you said. Oh, that, sorry. That triggered something in my head. Now I'm like f- five thoughts away. Back it all the way back up to uh, getting started. I think comedy, going something you said earlier about stand-up, that rejection is, I think, part of what allows you f- at, in 2015 to start doing something that you're bad at, but know that I don't have to be good at something to enjoy it. And I will eventually get better. Cause yeah, that's a
1: great point. I yeah. think
0: that's what gives me the ability. Like I, I talk about this all the time. Cause I don't mind being the completely uninformed guy where someone's like, Hey, you know, like I, I'm a know-it-all, but if so, I'm first one to be like, okay, you know more about golf than me, Rory, run me through this. Like, in, before the pandemic, I was taking martial arts classes in a park with oh, all these shit. like serious Jeet Kune Do dudes. Yeah. And I was just like, I want to do this. I'm just going to show up. And for, like my mom, my family, I told my family, I was talking to my family about this. They're like, you're like 37 and you just like show up to a karate class in a park and you're not. <laughs> I'm like, right, right, the amount right. of bad gigs I've done, the amount of and in this business where you're forced to kind of find your way around the Warner brothers lot before you can get rejected or whatever, yes. like you're so on your own and exposed all the time where for me to walk into a park with a bunch of dudes, I don't know who are hitting like fucking or sparring and shit for me to go, I'm here to take a Jeet Kune Do lesson. Yeah. You, you have to eat shit 20 times on stage before you're comfortable. I'm, so, okay with being bad at stuff in front yeah. of people from comedy yes. that it's allowed me to enjoy these things where I'm like, I'm kind of scared of camping. And my friends are like, just come, we'll make sure you're okay. Yeah. I'm like, we'll show you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll be bad at it. I have no qualms. I think some people have a hard time because they gain their status in whatever world they're in, whether it yeah. be for our example, comedy or for other people I'm at my office, I'm an alpha or whatever. Now here, I don't want anyone to tell me what to do or ask right. f- how to do stuff. I totally understand that mindset, but I am so ready. To, I, I have rookie brain. I am yeah. completely comfortable. And t- previous point that you said that I want to get out to is that team sports mentality, I think. So being, uh, being bad at comedy helped us helped helps us want to try new things because you know at the end there it's worthwhile and it's okay to be bad at shit but i think team sports also kind of prepared you for meritocracy which i don't think a lot of people in the entertainment business have like we talk about how <laughs> like oh so and so but if if you're not as good as the other guy at playing midfield you don't play in that game right that's just life that's and right if you if you learn that you're this third best offensive tackle on your team you're not playing unless something happens to those other two guys. Right. So until something happens to Gemberling and Ian Carmel, I'm fucking cool <laughs> being the third guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's lost on a lot of people in entertainment where they're like, why does this person have it? I'm like, well they're better than you? Like, I don't know how to say <laughs> nice. this. It is yeah. subjective, but people like them more, so yeah. you lose. Like, that's life. That's, And I think being not good at sports my whole life really p- prepares you for that and that's why just team sports in general i think are good for human beings whether it comes from cooperation or learning to not be the best
1: yeah <laughs> and I, think I think it's, it's it, it, it it creates this acceptance of uh, at least and and obviously it's not for everybody cuz there's a lot of people that don't have that revelation and it's wildly depressing but <laughs> i think it's great when you do have that 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 uh that um revelation of accepting your position and accepting your place—it doesn't mean that you're um, okay with it, you know. And it doesn't mean that you're not yes, going to yes. fight to try stay to stay here forever. Get. You, yeah, <laughs> you, you're trying to get fucking that that first position, but to know it and to get it and understand it is a part of figuring out how you fit into a system and only when you figure out where you fit in that system can you maybe change those factors to to move around in that system and i think that i i learned that throughout team sports my entire life you know i, I throughout my college career i never played a position i actually liked playing but I really wanted to play so where they put me on the field I took it really seriously and I was like well I want to fucking play in the game just because I don't want to play here I do I'm gonna do what I do I am good at it and I'm helping our team and if at the end of the day we win a national championship I'm not ever gonna look back and go yeah but I it wasn't have been in the stopper. position yeah, I- yeah
0: exactly <laughs> I, I wish I was sweeper on that. I got the I ring, would have but
1: enjoyed <laughs> this ring way more had I played a different position.
0: Rory, you had me banging my desk when you were saying that because that just made me think of something else. If you're not enjoying not starting on the team, then you're not really going to love starting either. Like if the only yeah. way you want to play soccer is as the as a starter, then you're not going to it's if you you gotta enjoy the ride up. Like if you're just yeah. like, as soon as I'm good at comedy, I'll like it. It's like, yeah, no, it helps you a lot if you don't hate it along the way too. Yes. It's like that's and such a it's a, cr- it's it's a so mindset bizarre. that only happens in sports where it's like, it's, I, I hate golf because I'm bad at it. I'm like, no, you gotta like the journey, or else and you're you never going gonna relate
1: like- to this too. As someone who who did do those team sports, but also is in this world of being an entertainer and being a comedian, it is two sort of different brains. Where in that world of like soccer. I loved the fuck out of practice of trying to earn your position. And I fucking loved that someone wanted my position. When I yes. was at practice, I loved that someone wanted my starting position. And that if I wanted it, I had to fucking show up and I had to work my ass it, off. It wasn't to keep a given. It. I yeah. love that. And then when you step into comedy, there are elements of that to to maintain, but you have to look at it so differently because now it's in a world of uh of subjectivity where yeah. <laughs> when you you can't go, oh, well I should have fucking got more laughs. I was way funnier. It's like only you believe that. <laughs> it doesn't right, necessarily right, make it right true. Right. <laughs> Whereas in sports, you know, sometimes it's, a it's more undeniable objective. where people
0: stand. Yeah. 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 You're that person yeah. is faster, a better defender, a blah blah yeah. blah blah blah, has a stronger from, yeah. uh, uh, they do place. better, and then yeah. you go to
1: shows, and you're like, "Well, who knows?" And it's like, "Well, there's all these variables that it's art." So you, it, like, I've seen a lot of guys who used to be athletes who get into stand up, and they it fucking eats at their mind that yeah. they maybe haven't excelled, and they thought they should have, and you can just tell it's because they come from this other system, and their brain didn't adjust to go. Well, now you're in a more abstract system. That doesn't right. necessarily have boundaries and it doesn't have rules. And the only rule is don't steal someone else's jokes, but you are allowed to do anything else that <laughs> yeah. you want to do. And that's that's all that's the only fucking rule. Yeah, and, and some people That's it's hard. the craziest
0: thing. What you're saying is like talking about soccer positions versus like stand-up, it's like it's not even soccer. It's like everyone could get on stage and play a completely different sport. Yes. And be like, oh, yes. yeah. What yeah. Dimitri Martin the does the same is different game. than Kurt Metzger, different than this right. person, different than this person, right. different than Stephen Lynch. And then you're like, they're all doing different sports on the same night on the same stage, yeah. and we're comparing them. Yeah. It's like it's it's a crazy I, world. I,
1: I I for me, I, and in and, and who knows, maybe there's the these these uh, uh, sort of connections to golf in some ways, but. With with stand-up, it really I, I was like, the only way I can do this and 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 not go crazy is to simplify it down to not seeing what everyone else is doing, but literally just putting it in categories of it's either funny or it's not funny. But the other element of it doesn't really matter because the only thing that really matters is it's either entertaining and it's funny and engaging, or it's none of those things, and then you're and you can't walk away going oh it was someone else's fault and then the other element i put in it is you're either having fun or you're not having fun and if you are having fun it probably is funny you know yeah. cuz you can't totally tell you're still like in your own head there's sometimes i thought i crushed and i go back and listen to a tape and i was like oh i was
0: i was okay <laughs> yeah or the, the big thing for me is like i i only remember one moment from every show or set right, where right. i'm like and right. if it was a good moment then i'm like i crushed and it could be 59 minutes of eat, <laughs> shit eating around it, or right. vice versa. I could crush the whole time, but if this one yes. joke I do and it, it doesn't land right, I'm like, I bombed, and my wife would be like, babe, I think people really liked it. Yeah. I was like, She's nah, like, you really? I only remember what, or the, vice versa, i walk out like a fucking king and no one is even talking to me outside. Yeah. We're all yeah. smoking, and I'm just like, walking to my car with no compliments, <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay. No one's ne- even ne- saying ne- bye. <laughs> yeah, Thanks you for do. doing the show. We, we are never doing it again. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, right. That was it for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do have to figure out those those uh those elements of it. And and in a way, I think that's what golf is. When I go play golf, I don't go out there and go, oh, I'm going to be a pro golfer. You have to go out there and just be like, well, what am I trying to get out of it and what are the elements that say this was good or bad and you know, if you're out there and you're having a laugh and you're hitting a ball, you're not trying to go pro. So really, it's like, well, did you ease some tension for five hours and, and have a lot of fun doing a thing? Or did you not? And the reason I think golf is so addictive is because it it is torturous and painful and it beats the shit out of you. And you walk away going, I had so much fucking fun and I was Dude. horrible.
0: I, I think that's part of the appeal of comedy too, right? There's like yeah, that weird right. survivor element of like, I can't believe I'm still doing this. People get destroyed yeah. by this. I'm destroyed by this yeah. and I refuse to give up. And that's just enough up. to keep you happy. Yeah. Right. It's like, this just keeps yeah. me going. I'm I'm juiced off the idea of how awful this is. That's
1: <laughs> uh, Right. Exactly.
0: Uh so you you have a new podcast out. Uh, you want to talk We've a little bit a, about what you got, got, got going a, on.
1: I've got a podcast with uh, comedian Daniel Van Kirk called uh, Pen Pals. Former guest is, of the uh,
0: podcast, DVK, big love, fan over here. Love
1: DVK. We've got a, a podcast called Pen Pals, which is super fun, and we we do some live shows once a month if that interests anybody. And then uh, I just started one with Ruthie Wyatt on Team Coco called Dads the Podcast, and we just interview dads and non-dads. And it's it, it exists in talking about parenting and stuff, but also we get wildly off the rails and... You know, we have a lot of guests who don't even have kids, and we just talk about relationships with their dads, and <laughs> it's uh, it's really fun as a dad to to find out other people's perspectives of uh, how they were raised or how they view raising kids or how they're changed by having kids or their parents or their relation with their parents. So it's it's all those things.
0: Oh, that, and that's wherever you're listening to this podcast, just open that fucking app up and yeah. uh, download or uh, subscribe. Search, and, search that shit, dude. Um, Rank, and then review,
1: subscribe. <laughs> please,
0: please, <laughs> please. I'm hustling for my fucking dollars these days. <laughs> leave a review but a good one (laughs) please keep it positive i can't handle it i'm so fucking fragile i fucking went eight over par today (laughs) falling apart (laughs) oh eight
1: over par i'd take that (laughs) oh i'd love that
0: oh that's a good that's good that's great that's (laughs) great for me yeah i don't know anything uh well, Rory, thank you so much for doing this. Did you have anything else you want to plug? I kind of cut you off there. Um,
1: not- no, I don't know. I, I'm just not even doing anything. So, <laughs> Oh, you know what? I have a show on YouTube, Comedy Central's YouTube channel called Robbie that, that ah. I wish was on TV. Wish I had made a TV, but they put it on YouTube because uh, Comedy Central is uh, changing their brand. So... <laughs> Uh, they're it's moving a lot of,
0: away from comedy it's hard to they're tell they're what their plan away, is <laughs> they're getting
1: away from it but uh, it's uh, We're Anthony leaning King was Central showrunner Anthony King, Sashir Zameda's in it Mary Holland's in it uh, Beau Bridges is in it so it's it's I mean, fun, I, it's a, it was a fun a show to show. make so check it out I was a,
0: a big fan of the show uh, oh thank uh, you yeah. I'm a big fan of yours and Anthony King. So when I saw that announcement and then seeing Bo Bridges and so I was like, Holy that shit. He's on I that show. it's so, so awesome. That's so awesome. Well, check out Robbie on comedy central. I'm at Gabrus on all social media. I have another podcast called action boys, where we talk about classic action movies for longer than the runtime of their movies. That's on Patreon. <laughs> we have some free episodes to get you to wet the beak a little. And then I also have the Gino Lombardo show now on stitcher premium, a Quote unquote scripted show where I play a shock jock. Promo code Gino gets you one free month. Second season airing now. Rory Scoville, thank you so much for coming on, High and Mighty. This is uh, very exciting for me. Thank you, man. That was fun. Bye, shitheads.
1: That was a headgum podcast.
0: In a part of the world where there are
1: no rules.
0: Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. You're come. Give it to me. I need you the cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's
1: actually, it's got a lot of heart. you
0: mentally irregular. <laughs> now. Game and you wake up after a few years and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. We're <laughs> going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? <laughs> I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. <laughs> yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. <laughs> I am dark. I'm your dad. Action. Boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall.